Hey everyone, I just want to remind you to make sure you check out the awesome people over at Anchor.fm. Of course, it is a great place for you to host your own podcast. And guess what? One of the cool parts is that it's totally free. Yeah, that's right, free. There's even creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your computer or even your phone. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many others. Trust me, it's so easy. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. If you guys want to get in on it, make sure you download the free Anchor app or just simply go to anchor.fm to get started. If you guys want to get the latest merch over at the official OKFabe store, head over to represent.com slash store slash OKFabe and pick up some of the cool neat designs that help support the show, including the Random Wrestling Podcast shirt, the OKA, and of course the OKFabe Guy and OKFabe Girl shirts, which are brand new to the store. Head over to the OKFabe official merchandise store, represent.com slash store slash OKFabe. Link is in the description. Listening to the OK Fame Show, the premier place for all your professional wrestling news and needs. Now, here's Connor, aka OK Fame. What is going on, everybody? Is yours truly Connor, aka OK Fabe, and welcome to a live edition of the OK Fabe Show. Something I figured we'd try a little different, something we haven't done here in a while, as we are here for technically the October 22nd episode of the OK Fabe Show, as we're recapping everything that took place during tonight's Monday Night Raw uh, from October 21st, 2019. And um, I. I <laughs> Wow, this this Raw it was something else. Highlighted by a surprise six-man tag with a mystery partner that literally came in at the last minute. And I, I can't stress how last minute this was. Kane Velasquez showing up on Raw, the final member of Team Flair. A very underwhelming Monday Night Raw, to say the least. But then again, we're heading into a pay-per-view that is going to be, generally speaking, underwhelming. And we're going to talk about all of this in great detail and in most part, great agony. <laughs> I mean, it's just, wow, this this Raw was, was not that fantastic. It really was not anything special. It really didn't do anything for me. And you're going to hear about it. <laughs> and hopefully, you guys get a chance to chime in as well. Because don't forget, you guys in the routine, you guys are the whole deal. I would love to hear what you guys have to say about all this. Let me know your thoughts in the chat. If you guys are joining us live here on YouTube, of course, hit me up on Twitter at OKFabe. Always love live tweeting with you guys during all the major shows. And make sure you hit the subscribe button if you guys are new here to the channel. And of course, check out all of our uh, content on all the different audio podcasting platforms. You want to listen to the audio version of all of this. But man, uh, this raw... <laughs> Exactly. Can we get a McIntyre impression? Ha ha, please. This this show was saved by the fact that Drew McIntyre was drafted over to Team Flair. That's the only thing that saved this thing, Vintage Dream. Otherwise, it just it was a it was a complete uh, tr- fart in church. 
That's all it was. And thank you, Vintage, for the $2 Canadian Super Chat donation. And guys, if you want to help support the show, Streamlabs and Super Chat links are both enabled if you guys want to do so. So make sure you guys check out the comment section, or it, I should say the description section if you want to. We also got the merch over at the Represent store that you heard earlier at the beginning of this episode. And of course, check out the Patreon page for a bunch of cool bonus goodies coming very, very soon, including NWA Power Reviews very uh, coming very soon over to Patreon. So make sure you check it out. We put some bonus and content up there. Yeah, I, 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 this, this raw was, and it's funny. So I wasn't planning on going live. I wasn't planning on going live tonight. It was not something I wanted to do right away. If it's something that, you know, people liked and something people wanted to see more of me doing live of these okay fabe shows, I figured what the hell, let's go ahead with this one. It seemed like a good idea to try it out. And, and then as the night progressed and as, as raw continued on, it just, it just completely descended in into madness, and this raw was just. Uh, I I mean, it was just disappointing. It really was, and I I hate being part of the of the of the you know group of of people being negative about everything. You guys know me. I try to always find something to enjoy about raw, and there were there were some you know, things to enjoy about raw. You know, McIntyre being part of Team Flair was really no shock and surprise. There was there was no women's match. There was no women's match tonight on Raw. None. The only action that we ever got from any women tonight was Lana and and that, I'm sorry, hilarious uh, skit with Rusev and, and Lashley and Lana in the, in the, in the restaurant. That, that was absolutely, absolutely freaking hilarious. I mean, absolutely just, <laughs> that, that was absolutely fantastic. And I'm going to talk about the disaster that was. We had a 24-7 title segment. There really was no substance to the show. You know, the, the one thing, I think realistically the one thing that people were generally looking forward to or at least anticipating to seeing how it was going to go down was the reaction of Seth Rollins to burning down the goddamn Firefly Funhouse last week. And even that, it's not going to be on Raw. It's going to be on SmackDown. They, they announced that that last week, or that, that on this Friday, on FS1... Not not even Fox, FS1, that it's going to be Bray Wyatt apparently rebuilding the Firefly Funhouse. I, I don't even know where to be. I mean, hey, got to give him some points for consistency and knowing that, hey, at least Bray's on SmackDown. But I mean, good guy. Humberto, Drew, Ricochet, Black Andrade, Owens. That was pretty much the highlights for me, Spaz. Thank you for that $2 Canadian Super Chat donation. We're going to give love to Vintage and, of course, uh, Spaz here as far as top donators. Thank you so much for that, and much appreciated, guys. Uh, always help with the support of keeping things afloat here on the stream. So thank you so much for that. Man, alive. It's just there was uh, – this Raw was just woof. KO gonna bring the U.S. title back to C-A-N-A-D-A. I love how it's spelled it out, by the way. Thank you, Spaz, for another drop, another donation. I love how the KO is gonna bring the title to the U to the C-A-N-A-D-A. Hey, do what freaking Lance Storm did. You know, have him win the championship and have it rename it the Canadian title at WCW. I'm just saying you might as well, you know, and have some fun with it. But although KO's a face, I don't know how that's gonna go down. But it just, this Raw felt empty. I felt like nothing really had anything going for it. The only thing that really continued anything was Drew McIntyre being announced as member of Team Flair, which who, who had a killer match, by the way, with Ricochet. I thought that, that was probably the match of the night for me. There's no women's match, as I mentioned before, which, listen, I understand the women's matches haven't been barn burners 
recently on, on weekly TV, but for God's sakes, give us something. No Becky Lynch, no Charlotte, no, no, uh, women's tag team champions, nothing, nothing. And raw has the, the better deal coming out of the brand split for the women's division. SmackDown, I think got screwed over a little bit, but I, I, I it just, it blows my mind how this show felt so just randomly put together. I feel like this was the raw that was written had to have been written 20 minutes before they went live had to have been had to have been <laughs> it, it, it just it think think of this folks right think of this your your biggest yeah, your biggest thing going into this crown jewel pay-per-view the biggest thing going into this crown jewel pay-per-view is a match that was vehemently booed like crazy and that that triggered everyone which is bray wyatt and seth rollins that is your biggest feud going into this essentially non-canon pay-per-view where there must be a winner and one of them's not even on the brand i want to be top donator winking face oh geez okay so spaz wants to be the official top donator but thank you for that two dollar and one cent uh canadian super chat donation uh I, i'm gonna leave both names up there for right now because it's it's one penny Canadian spaz. I mean, come on now. And don't get me wrong. I love my Canadian supporters. They're 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 some of the best. But good god, like I mean, jeez. I, I I don't even know really what to discuss about this show. There there really wasn't a whole lot. And don't even get me started on the Kane Velasquez stuff. I mean, good god, that was just awkward as hell. I love the setup. I love the setup, but I mean, holy crap. That that was scary. We'll, we'll kind of break down a little bit of what, what happened, but I mean, this show was just atrocious. I'm afraid to give this one a rating because it just, it felt... <laughs> Minus five stars! That's how the best the way to put champ it. champ is here, and by the way, Raw sucks. Yeah, no kidding, Jurgen. Thank you for that $5 uh, Super Chat donation. And sorry, Vintage and uh, Spaz, but Jurgen hits the board with that $5 Super Chat donation. Thank you, Jurgen. Much appreciated for that. But yeah, minus five stars is probably pretty damn accurate uh, for that. And thank you guys for killing on the Super Chat donations. Much appreciated on that. But And, and I normally go through the show like moment and segment by segment, but man, I don't even know if I can do that tonight. Because really, this show felt like a glorified house show. It really did. Nothing was advanced. You were reminded of what happened, but nothing, there was no women's matches, which I, I'm sorry, but that just really, just absolutely blows my mind that there was no women matches. And again, I understand that the women's matches have not been, have not been freaking barn burners. I understand that. But you, you're telling me that nothing, nothing. And and again, Raw had the the, the better, uh, and to me, Raw has the better women's division. <laughs> this was this was a joke. This show was just absolutely. <laughs> I usually try to tell you guys that there were some things to enjoy about Raw, and there and there is there are a couple of things. You know, McIntyre certainly being a good one. But you could have skipped this Raw. You could have skipped this Raw easily. You could, you could easily go back and watch, go back and watch the top 10 moments of Raw. 
Easily watch the top 10 moments. You know, like, the 10-minute window that they have? Of, like, just that 10 minutes of just, like, the top 10, like, literally bullet points of Raw. You can watch that. You can watch that and literally bypass almost everything that happened on tonight's Raw. Nice try, Jurgen Moyet, grinning face with smiling eyes. Spaz Phoenix coming in with a $5 and three cent Canadian super chat donation. Thank you for that, Spaz. Man, you guys are being uh, pretty aggressive with the super chats tonight. I do appreciate it, though. It really does help uh, go a long way. But man, this this show was. <laughs> there we go again. Sorry, Jurgen and Spaz. I am the bomb.com. Oh, man. Vintage coming in a little on the short side with a $5 one cent Canadian Super Chat donation. Thank you so much, Vintage, uh, for all these Super Chat donations. I mean, holy crap, this is fantastic. Maybe I should go live more often. <laughs> but it's just um, unreal, unreal to see th this show just be so I – I can't even say it's by the numbers. But I think the way – I think saying that it was a glorified house show is probably the most accurate way to go with this. No women's matches, nothing advanced. You saw, like, basically a couple of squash matches. Oh, man. And new gift donation. Finally changed it. Oh, man, Jurgen with that $10 Super Chat donation. It is a war right now in the in the super chats, which I, I guess is great for me. Thank you so much, Jurgen, for dropping that $10 super chat donation. If you noticed, I did change up the uh, the GIF finally. I finally got the uh, the change up on that one with uh, with your guys' suggestions. So thank you so much, Jurgen, for dropping that $10 super chat donation. Much appreciated. But I mean, I, I don't even know where to go with this thing. I might even take calls because it just, it, I, I'm dumbfounded. I'm dumbfounded at how this show went. Listen, I have to under, I understand that, I understand that Raw is just doing this whole new draft thing and they're, and they're trying to be, they're trying to be good with, with separating the shows and, and to some extent I actually kind of appreciate that, but it's tough. It's tough to really get into this whole thing. It really was. But let's we'll, we'll attempt to break down the show and give like some rapid fire highlights. This might be a short review, guys. I'm just warning you guys right now. On the other hand, it could be a night where we take some calls. My God. Hash double birds for all. Hash double birds for all. 11-11. Thank you, Spaz, with that awesome... Uh, Awesome donation. Much appreciated, man. I appreciate that. Maybe I will go live every single <laughs> every every time. Thank you. I mean, uh let's give some love to the chat real quick. You guys are killing it right now. Obviously, all you awesome donators like Spaz, Jurgen, and Vintage apparently vying for the stop uh, top spot of top donator tonight. Always appreciate it with you guys. We got Michael Mugner in the chat. Raw is going to lose viewers. You're damn right. We got, of course, Vikes fan in the chat. Corey, man, Corey, Raw was atrocious. Let me know what you guys would say in the chat, and let me know if, what would you rank Raw out of 10. If you had to give it a ranking, and you can't, well, no, fuck it. We'll do, we'll, we'll say no, we'll say zeros. Jet the Hawk says Raw suck. No kidding. Dusty Lockbury, Raw was very cool and awesome tonight. Sorry, Dusty. I, I just did not, did not appreciate Raw tonight. It was not a, a good night. Sean Gordon, what's, what's going on? Mr. Heel Steven. Uh, Danny Price says it, saying it best. Raw slid off fast. It was hard to invest attention to the entire show, especially with silver fill, silly filler fluff like Lana and Lashley. I actually enjoyed that. And I'm, and I'm, but it's, it's one of those things where 
it's so bad it's good. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's it's like the room. It's like the movie The Room with what's his name? With um oh my god, it's gonna it's gonna escape my mind now. Oh my god, who's that guy from the room? I have to freaking now I have to look up his name. This is ah, oh, this is aggravating. Um what the hell is his name? Tommy why Tommy Wiseau. It's like him. It's like it's so bad it's good. And I'll, I'll talk about that in a little bit. Monstar Factory, what's going on, man? Uh, Danny Price, oh, by the way, WWE's telling people before the show that they had on AEW shirts or anything else they'd be kicked out. So much for First Amendment. I did hear that. And that's just fucking petty. I'm sorry. That's just really effing petty. It, it's just BS. We've got Acer 5000, always good to see you, sir. And of course, uh, we've got uh, John J. Kicks. This show is Guerrero's Medicine Cabinet out of 10. Oh, jeez. Oh my God, Spaz with a two dollar Canadian super chat donation. Thank you so much for that. But man, that's that's uh that's probably one of the harshest ratings I've ever heard. But thank you for the donation. Appreciate that. We've got um, Dusty saying, "Do you think Orton should go to AEW?" I think he's just trolling people. I think he's just having fun, kind of poking fun at this. But uh, I did I did see the the thing that everybody was like freaking out about, which is which is weird. But anyway, um, Danny Price saying one out of ten. That's being gender Michael Munger ne- negative ten out of a thousand. I mean. Not too far off on that one, but uh, I mean, just this just sucked, guys. I'm sorry. And I'll probably be very quick with this review. Maybe I'll open up the phone lines if you guys want me to open up the phone lines. But I mean, this this raw was just oh, this was tough. This was a, this was a tough one. So I mean, let's kind of look. Let's kind of go all over the place here. Well, I I normally do. I have like a, a an itinerary. I kind of talk about. Um, you know, I kind of try to go in order, but let's just talk about the highlights because really that's, I think, all you guys care about. And, and highlights is being gracious with this one. But let's talk about the ending, okay? You had no fiend. Okay. You had Seth You had Seth Rollins involving himself in a spotlight match. And what, what a spotlight match to me is, is when you basically have somebody else involved, and I want to say involved, but like basically filling in while the rivalry is going on. Bray wasn't on Raw. He's drafted to SmackDown, so you can't have him uh, you, you can't have him being there every week, which is fine. I was expecting at least a little something, but at least they're going to have it on Fox. It, it, it just kind of weird that now they decide to actually implement the whole, you know, brand split and draft actually, you know, being concrete at this point, but whatever. It's fine. Semantics. It matters more what's going to happen at Crown Jewel. I don't even get to that right now, but we'll, we'll talk about that another time. Right, blah, blah, blah. I will say that the, that the ending of Raw was extremely lackluster. And let me let me just make this very, very clear. I thought the, uh, the match between the OC and the Street Profits was very solid, actually. It's just the execution of what they did at the end just made me roll my eyes. I have nothing against Kevin Owens. It's not that I, it's not that I thought that Kevin Owens wasn't a good surprise. It's the fact that if you're going to have Kevin Owens involved in the match at all, why did you wait until legitimately the very last minute? There's a lot of it that just doesn't make sense. I like KO. I'm actually, believe it or not, I know we've seen it to death a bunch of times. I'm fine with Owens in an AJ Styles feud again because I know we can get decent matches out of him. Yeah, it's for the U.S. title. We're kind of rehashing SmackDown from two years ago, but screw it. They're they're in a, they're changing things up, and I, I I'm kind of curious where they go with this, especially now that the club's with or I'm sorry, the OC is with them now. Fine, it's just the execution. of The whole thing was like Kevin Owens just happens to show up literally the last minute, 
And it's not that I don't think that Kevin Owens isn't a good wrestler or I don't enjoy him, but like saving someone for that last like bated breath of 60 seconds before to come in and hit a stunner, it's not Owens. If you had a big man like Braun Strowman come in and just lay waste, fine. If you had someone that had, I hate to say it, a little more star power compared to KO, fine. Like if Seth Rollins was the one that actually did it, it just... I get that not every Raw is going to have the mega climactic endings every single week, but this just felt a little underwhelming. And and maybe it's because the precedent of the entire show just wasn't that... It wasn't that exciting. It might have been a combination of the two. It was weird that they were hyping it up more as Street Profits' debut match on Raw than like anything else. Like, oh, it's not the fact that they had a beatdown. It's it's literally they just started this rivalry. Owens is a it, Owens is a mystery partner. Reveal the last minute and the Street Profits get the victory. It, it's just it's just a it's just off putting. It, it's weird. I would have I would have preferred if it switched i would prefer honest to god i would have preferred if like something happened where you had seth rollins and umberto carrillo close raw and then had some sort of weird like firefly funhouse teaser for smackdown i would have been fine with that because at least that showcasing the hey this this feud actually matters or god forbid the kane velasquez thing as cringy as that was and it was let's be let's be fair here that was cringy as as much as the, as much as cringy as that was at least that would have made sense because it's a bigger rivalry that they're trying to hype up for you know the WWE championship <sighs> anyway let's talk about the Seth Rollins thing real quick so Seth Rollins was going to address why he burned down the Firefly Funhouse did a superhero like stance over there and heard Humberto Carrillo had thrown shade over him on Raw early night what shade like let me go back and actually see what he said because I don't remember him actually throwing any any weird shade He was talking about being like a universal champion and approve it himself and and blah, blah, blah. This was after the match with Andrade and and, uh, Sin Cara, which honestly I thought was a pretty decent show, a pretty decent match. But it it was just random. And listen, I'm very happy that 205 Live guys are going over to Raw, right? You know, you got Buddy Murphy, Cedric Alexander, now Humberto Carrillo all on Raw. Showcase them. Don't just hide them in the back. But any case, so he does his thing. He confronts Humberto and he says, hey, you know, I hear you want to be a future champ, respectable, blah, blah, blah. Hey, why don't we have a match tonight against the champ? They put on a decent match. Seth gets the win. You have a tease moment when Humberto, you know, might be the champion. And then, of course, Seth gets the win. I didn't mind that as much. The match was fine. The match was solid. I, I enjoyed it, honestly. And it made Humberto Carrillo look great. For people thinking he jobbed out, pfft, bull, he didn't job out. He he got highlighted as a star, and that's exactly what needs to that 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 kind of stuff is what needs to happen more frequently, especially once we're done with Crown freaking Jewel. So, I would have preferred that ending to the ending we got on Raw, or I would have even preferred freaking Kane Velasquez. Quez, Quez, what a, I can't talk, obviously. Cain Velasquez. I said on my preview episode 
yesterday on the OK Fabe show that Rey Mysterio was highlighted and, and advertised to be one of the focal points of Raw, right? And I understand why they did that. I told you guys, and I, I freaking knew exactly what it was going to do. Rey is still injured. He's not competing. His arm's in a sling. So you knew that the reason was that Ray was going to be on Raw was to hype up the Cain Velasquez-Brock Lesnar match. And so that's exactly what Ray does. Heyman gets on the Titan Tron. I'm an advocate. I don't get drafted. Fair. Fine. He's also the executive director of Raw, but we're not going to break kayfabe that much now, are we? But in a surprising twist, we end up getting Shelton Benjamin, who I legitimately thought and forgot was employed by the company. Legit. And unfortunately, it made me sad to see him. Not because I don't like him. Not because I, he, not because I think he is not a good wrestler at all. He is a tremendous athlete and deserves a lot of praise. But Benjamin comes out and says, Hey, you got to be kidding me, right? Brock beats you up. You bring in your friend. And he just magically gets a WWE Championship match. He brings up very valid points. I'm like, okay, I get behind this. And then he starts harassing Ray. Like, where's your friend now? Where's your friend now? Pushing and shoving him in the corner. Huh? Oh, I get to stick with the Intercontinental US title. Huh? I, I trained Brock Lesnar. I know exactly what he's like. I know exactly what he did. And I, I like that they actually freaking actually acknowledge that. That there's actually a history between the two of them. University of Minnesota. Benjamin and freaking Lesnar were tag team partners in OVW. I mean, it's a stretch. But I'll take a stretch over anything at this point. <laughs> so he starts harassing Mysterio, and of course, Kane Velasquez comes out. And you know he's going to fuck him up. You know he's going to. But instead, he. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, look. I need to stress something right here, right now, okay? Really need to stress something. I am. <laughs> Getting donated. Kane versus Kane. Kennel from Hell match. Kane versus Kane on a Kane on a pole match is what I would say. But Kennel from Hell. Dude, Spaz, I'll tell you this point. Thank you for another $2 Canadian Super Chat donation. Much appreciated. This just, uh... So Kane goes to Velasquez. Goes to take down Shelton Benjamin. And I need to stress this before I even get further into this whole thing, right? So... So... I am not a I am not a UFC fighter. Okay? I don't have a six pack. I have a keg. Okay? Yes, I'm losing weight. Yes, I'm doing the DDP yoga. Yes, I'm trying to make myself a better person. But for God's sakes, <laughs> I am not in athletic shape. So I cannot say that, oh, he, you know, he he's in a horrible shape. I know I'm a fat sack of crap. I know I'm not that in great of a shape either. So who am I to judge anybody on that, right? Fine. I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to make Cain Velasquez look like a freaking threat. They, he took down Brock Lesnar. He's taken down Sheldon Benjamin. Great, awesome. It's a smart move because you need to you you need to educate the audience who doesn't know who the hell he is in a very short amount of time and levy the importance of of this matchup and why we should care. I'm not saying we're going to, but you need to attempt to make sure you you try to get to the audience of understanding why we should care. And so Cain Velasquez attempts to take down Shelton Benjamin. 
I say attempts because Rey Mysterio, who is physically shorter, physically smaller, and is injured with an arm in his sling, could have done a much better job of taking him down. I'm not discrediting Cain Velasquez's importance or his athletic accomplishments or his ultimate fighting accomplishments, okay? So, but holy crap, did that look horrible. Horrible. I thought legitimately Shelton Benjamin and freaking Cain Velasquez were going to make out at one point. I honestly thought that. Benjamin goes to like kick him or I don't even know what he was trying to do. He was trying to do something with him and he goes for like a kick and I thought they were going to kiss. And then he takes him down, punches him. The whole thing was just a mess. A mess. <laughs> I I never I I I never Thought I'd say this, but I, I I hope Brock Lesnar keeps the belt. I hope to God that Brock Lesnar keeps. I never thought I'd say that in my life, but I, I hope Brock Lesnar keeps the championship. I legitimately do, because at this point, if if, if that's gonna if 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 that's gonna be your champion. Man, those SmackDown ratings are, are, are going to drop faster than my pants when I eat Taco Bell. Unreal. Unreal. Lana in the back like Mike Hunt is sore. <laughs> Thank you, Spaz, for the $2 Canadian Super Chat. Let's let's talk about that, actually. Let's, let's screw it. Let's talk about that for a second. So let's talk about... Um, Let's let's talk about let's talk about the Lashley Rusev thing, okay? So so Lawler's there, it's King's Court. He has his guest as Rusev. Rusev, by the way, I have to give him a lot of props for first thing. First and foremost, he looks like he's in the best physical shape I've ever seen in my life. He looks like he's in the best shape I've ever seen him in. So kudos to him rocking that mustache. I'm not even I'm not I'm legitimately not making fun of him. He looks great in that mustache. He looks fantastic. Number two comes on and basically Lawler saying, hey, you know, we, we got to talk about this Lana situation. Like, what the fuck's going on with him and Lashley? Or her and Lashley. Him. Uh, her and Lashley. Saying all these things about, you know, Lana saying, you don't treat me well. You're spending, you know, don't let me spend any money. You're sending money, too much money back to Bulgaria. Now, listen, I know I took a break for a week, but at what point did, did I miss something there? And tell me, honestly, because I'm not, like, trying to be facetious in any way, shape, or form. I legitimately want to know, was there any point in time where there was that Lana explained why she's hooking up with Lashley? Was there? Did I, did, aside from tonight, did I miss that? I really want to know, because this came out of left field. And if it did, you mean to tell me that you're going to have this surprisingly random uh, hookup on the King's Court and explained by freaking Jerry, Jerry Lawler of all people. I, I know that there are rumors, okay? I know there's rumors about Lawler and, and the puppies and, and there's so much with him. 
But you can't tell me that you just can't taste a little of the irony in this. With Lawler who with Lawler saying all these things. I'm just saying that I thought it was a little bit funny on the side, just for me personally. Anyway. So he explains that Lana has said, oh, it's because of money. You would think that a woman who is parading around with a man who is not her husband, publicly, in more ways than one, would have the decency and courage to come out and actually say why she's doing this. Why do we have to hear it from Lawler? Weird. Anyway, we then go on to... <laughs> we then go on to... Rusev trying to talk. And actually, to, to be fair... He actually like tried to shut the crowd up who was just doing what chance at this point in time. And was actually trying to be respectable to Lawler, which I did appreciate. And before he could really get anything out... He was interrupted by Lashley and Lana, who were at their at Lana's favorite restaurant, which looked very surprisingly familiar, much similar to the doctor's office that Maria and Mike Kanellis um, were at when he won the 24-7 title. Hmm. Ah, I'm sure it's just a coincidence at this point. But anyway, they're at, they're at Lana's favorite restaurant, and I will say this, for the first time in a long time, logic actually kicked in. So Lashley explains, and, and Lana basically said that Lashley provides for Lana in ways that Rusev never could, blah, 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 blah. Rusev, who I thought was going to destroy everything in the in the ring, which would have been funny, like he respects Jerry the King Lawler enough to have people shut up for him, but will destroy his set. But in a surprising sense of logic, says, listen, I'm actually going to talk to them face-to-face -face and get a re and response because I know where they are. And I went, son of a bitch. He actually, yeah, why wouldn't he do that? They just said where they are. It, it makes sense. I'm like, wow, this actually does make some sort of sense in this case. Shocking. So the, the, the brawl in the restaurant, and again, I, I have to chalk this up to it's so bad it's good, where <laughs> Lashley first is warned by the restaurant manager to leave because he's afraid that Rusev's going to come. He's like, the meal's calmed. Just get out of here. And he's like, you know the balls. Of course he has the balls. He shows up. Now, it's unfair to compare these two brawls in the WWF E in the past because there are some that you just, it's unfair to compare to. Man, this is weak. Rusev gets held back by the restaurant manager for all of two seconds. Go back and watch the other people in the restaurant and it's the funniest thing you'll see. They brawl for a little bit. Nothing really major happens other than like flipping a table and then the cops show up and then Rusev gets taken away. Lana yells to, to, to arrest him. And, and what I just laughed the most was, and I tweeted about this, was at the very end, you know, they have that last shot of everything when everything happens. The last shot you see is Lana and Lashley obviously kind of like, you know, get, catching their breath from that incredible attack that Rusev just had. And freaking the guy next to him is protecting his woman with a freaking napkin. Oh, this this show was just this was a chore. <laughs> this was a freaking chore. Un unreal, unreal episode of Raw tonight. Other than that, 
I mean, I don't even know what else there is to talk about. McIntyre becomes the new member of teams of Team Flair. We all saw that coming a mile away, I think. I think it's safe to say that we all pretty much saw that coming. Uh, Aleister Black had a quick squash match with uh, a guy named Reynolds. I, I don't think his first name was Ryan, but I mean, just it, you know, Aleister Black's going to get that slow build just like he was getting on SmackDown. No real sock shock there. Um, we saw the Rusev thing I just mentioned. Almas versus Sin Cara. I always enjoy seeing those two going at it, but I thought that match went way too long. Uh, again, nothing bad about the match itself, but just went a little too far for my taste. Obviously, Andrade got the win. Humberto following the match was just weird. Uh, watching the TV at the side angle, which I think I got to do it like this. This is how you watch it over, folks. This is how you do it. With, uh, But I will say the other thing that I was kind of a little like set back on, I even talked about this before, was... Viking Raiders took on the former champions of Hawkins and Ryder, and it was more or less a squash match. But the thing that I mentioned on social media was I'm kind of bummed that they won the title because, and don't get me wrong, I'm very happy Viking Raiders did, but I think what they're going to do is they're going to set up for Authors of Pain because I don't know any other team that's going to be able to touch them. Because... Viking Raiders were doing a, a really decent thing. They were slowly building up. They were they were squashing guys like you normally do. And then they seem to be going into a feud with the OC. And I like that idea because you have two big, heavy-hitting tag teams. And I figured if the OC isn't doing anything anyway, you might as well help put over the Viking Raiders. You can do the 301 beatdown scenario. It, make, it elevates them. And then that gets them ready for the tag team titles. But it just seemed weird that they kind of like had their rivalry. It was kind of over like that. And then they just out of a blink of an eye, they won the tag team titles. And I think it was mainly a power move just to make sure that the Raw tag team titles stayed on Raw so that Rude and Ziggler could go over to SmackDown. So I, I'm not mad or upset. It just kind of it, it kind of gives me a little bit of a, uh, like, uh, man, what a bummer that we didn't get more of, like, a chase for them or more of the OC versus the Viking Ray. I just would have preferred that, you know? That's just me, but that's just my opinion. Maybe you guys have different ones on that one. Let's see. Uh, we also had, uh, oh yeah, the 24-7 title shenanigans. Uh, we see that we saw one of the Singh brothers. I couldn't tell which one wins the title from our truth Truth tried to pin the other member of the Singh brothers and uh, didn't go so well because he pinned the wrong one. Whoopsie. But that's pretty much it, guys. That was pretty much Raw tonight. There really wasn't anything else. There really wasn't anything else major to talk about this show. It's It was atrocious. I mean, I don't I don't know what else to say at this point. There really wasn't anything to okay, KO is a babyface, and I was gonna be starting a feud with AJ Styles. Cain Velasquez hugged and or patted down Shelton Benjamin, whatever way you want to take a look at it. Alistair Black got a win, Viking Raiders got a win. And again, no women's match. That just blows my mind. A company that is so Pro women's evolution. They had a pay-per-view. Women's Royal Rumble. Women's tag team titles. Your supposed flagship show. No women's matches. Really, for me, the highlight was Drew McIntyre and Ricochet. No little shocker surprise there. You're going to get the Belfast brawler. Oh, no, he's not. He's fucking Scottish. You're going to get the Scottish psychopath in Drew McIntyre. And you know what? Damn it, Team Flair. I'm gonna boot, I'm gonna put a boot to everyone's fucking head at Crown Jewel. That was really the highlight. 
That really was the highlight of Raw, which was in the first like half hour. And again, same thing with McIntyre and Ricochet. Not a bad match, just went a little too long. I just don't get it, you know? Oh boy. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. This this match was this show was something else. If if I if I had to pick a rating for this, I two? Two out of ten? Does that sound fair? That's that's really Again, I can't stress, and I've said this a million times, nothing happened. Nothing happened. You, you easily skip this Raw. The only thing that was a mystery, we predicted easily. I mean, granted, the mystery partner for the six-man tag, but who was left? Seth already did his thing. It's It, it was just woof. But anyway, I appreciate you guys coming out here tonight. I appreciate you guys tuning in for this intriguing live Raw review. If you guys want me to do more of these, just like you're seeing right now, make sure you hit me up a big old thumbs up. Hit a comment down below on what you guys thought of Raw, what you thought the highlight was, and let me know what you thought the low was for Raw. Again, I'm giving Raw 2 out of 10 tonight because it was just absolutely... It, it, it didn't need to happen. It, it freaking didn't need to happen, man. It just didn't need to happen. Uh, again, make sure you download us on all the major podcasting platforms. We're on a 10 different podcasting platforms. If you can't find me, hit me up on Twitter. I'll make sure to point you in the right direction. Always appreciate you guys downloading it on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you guys want to listen to us uh, as well. Appreciate everyone in the chat tonight. Also appreciate the whopping amount of donations. Vintage Dream, Spaz, Phoenix, Jergen, thank you guys so much for your contributions. Always helps things so very, very much. Uh, we will be back on Wednesday night. I, maybe we'll we'll see what things go down. I might I might switch things up here a little bit this week when it comes to the stuff. So make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel. Check us out on Facebook. Uh, Represent store if you guys want some merch and of course Patreon for some bonus goodies. Go check that out. All links are in the description box below. Thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate the continued love and support. Take care and as always, bam. Take it easy. Thanks for listening. Make sure to watch the OK Fabe Show. Follow him on Twitter at OK Fabe and like over on Facebook.com slash OK Faber. This is the OK Fabe Show.